Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello again. Uh, thanks for joining Steve and myself on the, the podcast uh, for Thursday. Um, in a little while, we're going to dive into the New Testament because the first three days of the week, we kind of hunkered down the Old Testament. Uh, today and tomorrow will be in the New Testament. So we'll be looking at the book of Colossians um, in a few minutes here. Uh, but before we do that, we have two things we have to take care of. Okay. Two things. First thing, the all-important gateway arch. Yes. Is yes. Steve an expert on the gateway arch? So far, he is at he's four through six. Four for six. I don't have a lot of room for error. You do don't, because no. you're trying to get seven po- You're trying to get three more points, and there's only four more questions. All right. There's no extra credit or anything. Uh, like that. <laughs> well, I can always add something at the end, possibly if needed. All right. Okay. Here we go. The arch is a higher than it is wide. B, wider than it is high, or C, the same height and width? Is it higher? Is it wider? Is it the same? It likes the same height and width seems like it makes sense, but I don't know if that's true. It is the same height and width. It just makes sense that you would create it that way, right? right. Yeah. And I mean, the the illusion is that it's taller than it is wide, but it is actually the same. So we're five for seven. Woohoo. Okay. Um, how many people died during the construction of the arch? Again, this is just trivia. Like, why, why would you know this? Okay. A, no one. B, nine. C, 13. I say no one. You are correct. No All one right. died during the construction. It's not oh. like the Mackinac, the bridge, right? I always, whenever I go there, there's always oh, like a half a dozen that's people right. died that's there. Right. So that's, that was depressing. Sorry. <laughs> okay. But I'm very excited. I got six. <laughs> I just need one more right. You are six, six for eight. Yay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, All right. So, hey, Thursday is typically Thankfulness Thursday, uh, a day that we give thanks to God for things recent or things in the past. So what are you thankful for? Yeah, you know what? You know what? It came to my mind right away. We just got back. Mary Beth and I um, just got back from a time of hiking and rest in, in Western North Carolina. We were near Asheville, Black Mountain. It was one of those trips and times which was almost just everything went well and perfect. And in it, it, I wasn't, I wasn't always very good at resting um, and working and kind of living into that rhythm um, with, with my own life or with my kids. I'd say my kids thought it was pretty intense and we were always going to go after it and do this. And there was always a life lesson somewhere (laughs) in there. And it was really great just to rest. Mm -hmm. And we hiked for us. That's refreshing and Mm -hmm. and resting. We kayaked, um, down the French uh, Broad River, which runs uh, south, uh, flows north, actually, oh. which is a weird thing for a river. Right, right. right. Yeah, but um, it was just really good, and it was great to be with Mary Beth. I, I, you know, over the years, we we um, we were high school sweethearts. I mean, I was 17, she was 15 when she met at met a church car wash, and so, you know, I just thought she was cute and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff, and, and we'd become you know, best friends. We like to do things together. Cool. And so just to do all of that, I'm just really thankful yeah. to God that we, we had that. So there's tons of stuff I'm thankful for. Right. Right. But that's I a mean, recent, that's thing. a recent thing right. that I'm just thinking about. So, yeah. Yeah. And Lori and I, the same thing. I mean, you know, or may not know, but all four of our kids live out of state. Okay. And last week we got back from visiting our daughter, Laura, who teaches in Iowa. It was just so good 
to relax yeah. and spend time with her. Yeah. You know, and just do life with her for a week. Yeah. You know, now later this week, uh, in fact, when they when the podcasts go live here, we'll actually be in Colorado visiting our other daughter mm. and son-in-law out there who we haven't seen in, in about a year. You know, but again, it will just be so good. Just so thankful that we could do life yeah. with them That's cool. for a week. Um, cause yeah, we don't get to see them. Yeah. No, uh, so it's often. rich when so you get to, it is, yeah. it is. Yeah. So yeah, family, uh, relationships, um, husband, wife, kids. I mean, those are all good, yeah. good, yeah. good things that we can be thankful for. All right. So we are diving into the book of Colossians and we're going to be reading Colossians two, starting with verse six, and we're going to go all the way to 19. And Steve is going to read this passage today. So so then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. They're puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind. They've lost connection with the head from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I love... The Old Testament is great. I love Paul's stuff because I'm a logical kind of guy. I love the progression of this. So I love that he starts out by saying, look, you believe something, now live it. Mm. And that, I'll, Since you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. He's really clear. Rooted, strengthened, overfalling. Mm -hmm. This is this, this wonderful, for me, it's, it's, it's this thing about... Following Jesus isn't about believing the right stuff. It, it probably starts there for, yeah. for most of us. But it's saying, okay, those beliefs then drive the way I live my life. Mm -hmm. You know, so don't don't just be satisfied you believe the right things. You get to you get to live them. So continue to grow in that. So, so what, what do you think? What does that look like? Because because that in him is what I kind of jotted down when you were yeah. reading, you know, live your lives in him rooted and built up in him. Right. So what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think for me, it, it means, um, two things. One is watching how he lived his life in relationship with other people. So, and then the second one is so, just, wa so watching Jesus, watching Jesus 
And like, then how did he do life? Yeah, right? How did he do life? I and mean, what did it look like? Cause Jesus, you know, for me, Jesus is, is obviously Jesus, is the perfect image of God, but he's also the perfect image of a human being, mm-hmm. right? It's the, he was, he's a hundred percent man, hundred percent human. So he's the perfect picture of what true humanity right. is supposed to look like. Right. So watch him. And the second word one is, you know, dig into his word. Word, yes. Dig into his word. You know, um, you can, I can live by a lot of things around me that guide me and direct me, mm-hmm. you know, and tell me to do this. But if I'm, if I'm rooted here in, in the word of God, then it's going to help me live in him because he right. was rooted in the word of God. Right. So that, that's important. Uh, I, I mean, it gives you a purpose. Yeah. Right. If you look at how Jesus did life, Right and, and and read his word. It that it just tells us what our purpose is. Yeah, you know, like like we say at Victory Point here to bring the kingdom. Right, right to to reveal the kingdom in our families and our communities into the world. Yeah, you know, yeah. And he, and and I love the fact that he says, "Look, if that's how you're going to live," and then he go, he goes into that whole thing about this is why you know don't um you know because Christ in, is is the perfect picture. He's released you. He's saved you. But I like the fact that he says, "Look." you are freed from these things. Don't like, don't go back into them. And he, and he does it in two ways. It seems to me. The first one is see to it that no one takes you the verse eight. No one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies, which depend on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world. So, you know, don't let the world dictate how you're going to live your life. Right. You know, it, it, it reminds me of the Romans 12, you know, you know, don't, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed, be changed. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. So don't let the world. But then the other one is the end of this is, okay, also don't let all the spiritual people try to tell you how to live your life. Mm-hmm. So there's these two things like you go, don't let the world tell you, but don't don't let these you know crazy folks who have all these rules tell right, you how right, to right. do this too. You've been freed from those mm-hmm. things, you know? Um, so again, for me, that's really important um, because I think we do tend to, I, I tend to, so I can't say that about other people. You know, I think we tend to go to sort of go to one of two of those if we're not living in Him. Right. We go, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna look like the world, or I'm gonna get hyper rule oriented and be you know mm-hmm. a really good person and mm-hmm. follow all these right. things that are that are religious in nature. Right. Well, interesting because like because like I said earlier this week, I, I planned for the wrong five <laughs> passages, but uh, one of the passages coming up next week is from the book of Ecclesiastes, where he says, you know, meaning, meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless, and that just came into mind when you were talking about like if you choose to live like the world lives, that is totally meaningless. Yeah. Right. You strive right. for the wrong things. You, you have the wrong motives for things. But 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 on the other hand, the same thing. If you're trying to follow the rules of your religion right? yeah. that's meaningless as well yeah right it's only if only if life is in him and in jesus that's when life has meaning yeah right, right? i was we were having this conversation i don't i don't i think it was with our kids but i was telling them that when i grew up and look my parents were were godly people they love the lord and all that sort of stuff but you know they i couldn't go to i couldn't go to school dances um, when, uh, now no, here's the deal. Here's what it was <laughs> in ninth grade. I couldn't go to school dances cause we weren't allowed to dance, but in 10th grade I could go to dances and it was all out of this religious structure that yeah. my parents, and it made no sense. Right. It, right. it, it made absolutely no sense. We had the same thing. We could never like, uh, uh, um, we could, we didn't go out for, we didn't swim on Sunday. We had a pool. We didn't swim on Sunday. Yeah. We didn't go out for dinner or something. Except when we were on vacation, we did all this. Stuff. I know. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> so, so you're going to go. And I think 
that's just a person. I think Paul's saying, look, you've been freed. You live in Christ. So don't live like the world. But also don't. Don't let these people get all wrapped up in telling you how you're supposed to mm-hmm. eat and whether you're supposed to. There, there's this freedom that comes in Christ. And, and it's just huge to, to be reminded of that. It's not a freedom to do whatever we want, but there's there's a freedom to sort of live like him. Well, I, I think of the fruits of the spirit, right? Yeah. We have, we have the freedom to love. Okay, and to love well, we have the freedom to have joy and to do joy well, and we yeah. have the freedom to, uh, well, you know, the Holy Spirit's fruit of peace. You know, we, we, that's that's living life in Him, right? Yeah, right, right. Love, joy, and, peace. And, and one of the other things that, and you know, that really hit me in this passage, and it's it's verse fifteen actually, where he's talking about the supremacy of Christ, and he's and he's saying, "Hey, you were dead." And he says, having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross. For me, it was just a good reminder. In the, there's sometimes when I think in the last few years, man, it seems like Satan has come up from the darkness and he's now amongst us in ways that I just, I never imagined mm-hmm. he would be. And there's there can be a tendency for us to go. Oh man, is he is he winning? Is he winning? And it's just a good reminder. This is nope. No matter what it looks like, Christ has triumphed. He has been disarmed. He's right? been disarmed. Yep. He has no power. You know, so I have to always. And and this is a battle I fight, and I ask God to give it to me because I can get kind of maybe mm-hmm. a little cynical, you mm-hmm. know, about this, and go, oh, this isn't. This isn't an enemy who's come to the surface and now he's winning the battle. Um, I wrote, this is, I wrote it down in my notes. I said, this is the last gasp of a defeated enemy. Mm. And in he's the desperate. Fact, yeah, and the fact that he's come into the light is really a mistake. Mm. That's just my, yeah, you know, because yeah. because he's much better if he's working down here. Right. Underneath the table, you know, yeah, but if he's yeah. up here. So I, I just, I think one of the things that, as Christians, we don't always grab hold. There's a Latin term. Um, I'm sure everyone's excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, we talk about Christus Victor, you know, the victorious Christ. And I think sometimes we, we, we understand that God died for our sins, that Jesus gave his life for us. He redeemed us. But he also secured victory for mm. us. And so no matter what the world looks like and no matter what's going on in our lives, we won. Right. And that frames my, I think that frames the way I think about things. It's really, so I can be confident. Right. I, I follow a victorious king. Amen. You know, yeah. um, no matter what it looks like in right. the world. So that was just one verse that just grabbed me. Right. Yeah. And so listeners, as you, as you go into your Thursday here, um, you know, if you're, if, if you're feeling at all a, a sense of despair over what you see going on in the world around you, yeah. you know, because it seems like our enemy is like, wow, he's just like, like Steve said, like he's just like being more and more like visible, yeah. you know, um, just know that he, and we get this from Colossians, right? He has been disarmed, right? Um, his power and his authority has been disarmed by our faithful savior, Jesus Christ. Um, he is the victor like Steve just said, and and go into your Thursday living that victorious life, knowing that you have freedom, um, freedom from the world. Um, Yeah, just go into your Thursday knowing that you serve a victorious Lord. 
Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you. Thank you.